This is Black Girls in Bloom podcast. This is a safe space for us to express our unbiased thoughts, experiences, and understandings of our journey. Our hope is that at the very least you're entertained. We really want this space to bring you comfort, allow you to relate, and bloom with us. So settle in and let's get started, babe. Hey, hey. Hey, babe. Hey, how's it going? It's going, girl. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. How was your weekend? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear like the smile in your voice. You know, like when, when you got like a crush or something when you're younger and you're getting ready to tell. That's how that just sounded like. <laughs> I got some tea. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about, and that's exactly what happened. Face lit up and everything. <laughs> but no, my weekend was amazing. We, My husband and his friend and I went to Miami, and it's just always a good vibe in Miami. Like, this is my third time going in, like, the last three, four months maybe, but it's always a vibe. I can't wait until you can come hello thanks for the invite i'll be down soon okay girls true need to to go ahead and use my um my points on my account don't let them try to you know say they expired or nothing crazy like that use them damn points (laughs) (laughs) but i'm happy that you had a good time has this um been like your well did you guys start going to miami when you moved to georgia or had you been before, like, when you were still living in California? Um, no, I this I just started going since we moved to Georgia. But my husband had been maybe, in, uh, I think, in 2019, maybe at the end of 2019. Um, him and his friends did, like, a, a guy's trip out here. Was it 2019? Or maybe it was the end of 2020. I don't know. I just know I was pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so he came before him. But honestly, for me, I guess it's like our new Vegas because Vegas was like as accessible as Miami is to me now. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? Need a quick getaway, get on an hour, 20 minute flight to Miami. Okay. No, I can definitely see that. And that's why I love Atlanta because it's just so close to everything. Like, you got the Carolinas, you can drive to Virginia, you got Tennessee right there. Like you say, like a a flight to Miami, an hour and a half, a flight to New Orleans, one hour. Like, it's just so conveniently located, and I love that. Yeah, it really is. Like, there's even some places in Mexico where only, like, an hour and 20 minutes, hour and 30 minutes from, like, I'm like, okay, this might be... This might be forever. I don't know yet. (laughs) (laughs) And then people wonder why people always move to Atlanta. Like, hello. This is a part of it. But I'm happy you had a good time. We'll definitely uh, have to turn that into a a girl's trip. Yeah, Yeah, I think we would all really enjoy it. After, you know, after, I think, I got you. After July. (laughs) <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> yeah I knew, I knew where you were going with it <laughs> yes, so, yes. yes 
we'll <laughs> definitely have a good time. But um, just to go ahead and get into the topic. So today we wanted to just touch on our personal relationships with our moms. Uh, we know that that's like a taboo topic, but I feel like as a woman, your mom is like your first, rep- well, to me, your mom is like your first representation of like what a woman is, um, like how she conducts herself. And in my opinion, I feel like she's also like your first introduction into motherhood. Okay. And uh, just oftentimes we never talk about our relationship, our relationship with our moms. We only hear about like people's relationships with their dads you know it's always like oh she has daddy issues or oh this and that but it's like we never get a chance to really discuss our moms so I felt like that was important today no I definitely agree I 100% agree and I um, have a cousin who just recently my cousin through marriage she just recently moved out here and she's single dating in Atlanta and do you know these Negroes got the audacity to ask her how her relationship is with her dad like as a part of their like list of first date questions and she should ask them how's your relationship with both your mom and your dad I'm staying though because it matters it definitely matters she says she throws the question right back at them but I'm just like these men they just be besides them beside themselves because I feel like mother-son relationships be the most toxic but that's for another episode (laughs) (laughs) and those are ones that again that's another thing that people aren't ready to discuss so I'm not asking you about you and your mom don't ask me about me and mine or my dad or whoever just and then it's like not on the first date let's save that until we pillow talking and I can cry on your shoulder right we just eat on wings calm down (laughs) until we can be intimate like let's put that on the back burner but anyways uh, (laughs) enjoy the celery and blue cheese and let's just you know catch the vibe calm down (laughs) so when it comes to like your mom how was your relationship with her? Hmm. Um, prior to her transitioning, I would have told people, like, we're not best friends. We didn't have, like, that, you know, like, that sitcom type of relationship. Um, but after her transition, I can really recognize just, like, the beauty in our connection and now looking back on it, I've realized that we were way closer than what I gave our relationship credit for, you know? So again, it was not like we were besties, but we didn't have a horrible relationship either, you know? Yeah. And I, I totally feel that because I feel like um, my mom and I, we've had like a, a problematic relationship, you know, since I went through that stage of what she would say, smelling myself. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But like, you know, we have our moments where we're close. I can, I have memory, memories of us doing a lot together, but I've always felt like it wasn't, like you said, that sitcom, my mom is my best friend type situation. But don't get me wrong, if I'm going through something or back when I used to try to, you know what I mean, gossip and shit, I would 
called my mom in a hot second. Like, girl, let me tell you about so and so. Guess who pregnant? But you know what I mean. I think those type of relationships, when everything is not like a hundred percent good, those moments get taken for granted. I feel like, like just oh, definitely reflecting on our relationship. Mm-hmm. You, like you said, especially when you don't have that sitcom. My mom is my bestie. We braid each other's hair kind of relationship. When you get around people who do seem to have that, you start to compare. And it's like, damn, you know, like they seem so close with their mom and they talk about this and they talk about that. And then you kind of look at your mom like, I need you to do better, sis. (laughs) But, and like you said, in retrospect, once you really can sit down and think about different things, like your relationship may didn't look like that, but it's still special to you. You know, like that's still your mom, so. Yeah, yeah, I can agree with that. Definitely. Like, I have a really close friend, and just how close her and her mom are, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I wish that was me and my mom. But it is, but just in different ways. Like, I've, I'm starting to realize that the older that I'm getting, like, it may not be how TV predicts things to be, but it is. It's special, and, and I feel like a lot of the things that, that you know could be I don't want to I don't know how to say this but some things that I don't necessarily like about who I am come from her but it's like a catch-22 because a lot of them a lot of things that I don't like I could love them if I modify them and use them in the right way like for example uh, my mom is a really passionate woman but a lot of times it's passionate I feel like in the wrong areas if that mm-hmm. makes sense and I find myself as an adult struggling just letting small things get to me and then my argument behind it be so passionate but if it was somebody else's I'd be like this is so small like this is trivial like get over it you know what I mean <laughs> but if I could take that passion and put it into like something that I love I would be unstoppable so I feel like it's just like a catch-22 like I feel like the issues that quote-unquote the mommy issues that I have if I redirect them it would make me unstoppable I agree 100 percent like and it's so crazy because there are so many things that I just didn't uh, realize until after my mom transitioned but just how many things she was good at (laughs) like I I I don't know, like, I felt like I've always overlooked what she was good at, and I always wanted her to be bigger, stronger. I just always wanted her to be more in every single moment that I could never really just stop and appreciate who she was. Like, my mom could dress her ass off, and that's just, that's it. Like, and and looking back on it, I take that with me now. Like, I, I always try my best not to leave the house looking a hot-ass mess. Because I can always hear in, her in the back of my head, like, girl, mm-mm, you can't go outside looking like that. <laughs> and if, <laughs> you know how, you know how black mamas talk. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, when she would say things, I don't know if my mom was the only person, when she, well, she would just say things like, you should always make sure that your underwear and your bra are clean. And um, of course, if possible, make sure that they always match. Or if they don't match, just make sure that they're clean because you never know. You may get into like some kind of accident. You have to go to the hospital. And you don't want to have on dirty underwear. So 
it's just like small stuff like that I just laugh about like girl where did you get this from right because <laughs> if I get an accident who knows what's gonna happen with my bodily fluids first off and second off anybody in that hospital room wondering why my panties and bro- <laughs> No, I get you. My mom was the same way. You got you make sure you, everything is clean. Make sure you match it. Did you wash your face? Did you do this? Like, girl, you taught me. I got this. Hello. I got it. Just leave me alone. But one thing that I don't like, uh, and I feel like this is something that I I struggled with in my early 20s, and I had to proactively get myself out of that. Um, I feel like my mom wasn't the best with constructive criticism so if she did something that was hurtful or something that just pissed me off and it's like I would bring it to her like hey I didn't like when you did that she would get so offended I'm like dude I'm not talking about you know like I'm not trying to beat you down or say like you're a horrible person I'm just saying hey this bothered me hey this hurt my feelings so you know, like, just can you understand where I'm coming from? Or hell, at the very least, I deserve an apology. And my mama was not the one to apologize. Like, she may not talk to you for a couple of days. And then on the third day, she'll just come in here and say, hey, I'm going to the store you want to go. That was, her, <laughs> that was her way of apologizing. Like, look, we ain't talked in a couple of days. This is good enough. Like, you need something. And it'll just be like, this fucking lady is crazy. <laughs> She's nuts. <laughs> But no, I I feel like our lives are so parallel because I feel like that's something else that is in my mother-daughter relationship, like the constructive criticism or just even expressing how something they did hurt me. Like it was hard to be able to express those emotions. And I, I know one thing that my mom prides herself on is like giving us a voice as kids. Like she mm-hmm. felt that she gave my brother and I a voice to express ourselves but I but I always felt differently about it like no I don't feel like that but now I realize it it was a voice to a point like you know what I mean Mm -hmm. it was a voice to express how I felt as long as it didn't make you feel a way like you know like as long as I what I was saying didn't make you feel like you were less of a parent make you feel like you weren't a perfect parent but I think that one thing that our parents, well, I can't speak for both of us, but parents, a lot of the parents in the generation that our parents grew up in, they wanted to make make it seem like they knew what they was doing and they had everything under control. But that's not how I'm parenting. I'm going to let you know <laughs> right now, sis, bro, I don't know. We figuring this out together. I've never done this before, so I can't say that I'm doing it perfectly. And that's just, you know what I mean? I'm going to be the mom that's going to be open to, you know what I mean? You hurt my feelings and this is, this is why. And then if it's something that I can explain, you know, the reason why I said it, I will. But if I'm still going to apologize because maybe I could have said it differently. Maybe I could have used different words that didn't hurt your feelings. If it was something that was necessary, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. My mom was big on, I did the best I could. Lady. That does not mean that your best was good enough. <laughs> I'm just like, okay, thank you. But what I'm saying is, you know, like, okay, you did the best you could. But like you said, this is your first time doing this because I feel like even if you have two, three, four kids, each child is different. So this oh, is your first man. time parenting that child. Say so that. you just didn't know. 
And I'm not upset that you didn't know, but I just, I just want you to know that it bothered me. It hurt my feelings. And since I wasn't able to have like those open conversations with my mom, I started to like seek out relationships with older women in different settings. And that's something else that I hadn't realized until a few years ago. So like if I worked at a certain place and it was like an older black woman, I would take to her or like my, my, uh, my best friend's mom, I would always be under them. Like if we went over their house or if I spent the night or something and it didn't dawn on me that I just, I was trying to create the relationship that I wanted. I was trying to create the relationship with those women, the one that I wanted to have with my mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I can definitely, definitely see that. But I just, like I said earlier about like wishing I could take certain things and just use them to my advantage. Like, for example, my mom is so creative. My mom could be the richest person in the world right now because she has so many great ideas, but she'll sit on them. And I'm not sure if it's because of a lack of trust or whatever, even though this woman has owned two successful businesses, three successful businesses prior to me being being 10 years old. It's just like, girl, why why are we working for the white man still if you got all these great ass ideas? But then I look at my own life and I have all these great ass ideas <laughs> that I sit on because I feel like, well, damn, who am I to say that I could do this? Like, you know what I mean? Like, yep. I can't really call myself this title if I've never done this professionally. Girl, you do that with your friends all the time. Go ahead and, you know what I mean? Use that yep. shit to your advantage. But something in our minds, I don't know if she passed it down consciously or subconsciously but it's just like we got the creativity but it's just like the follow-through be missing yeah and it's so crazy right because for me it's the opposite like I feel like my mom was really scared of doing a lot of different things like she was really fearful so when I turned 18 and I was able to just I don't have to get your approval to do shit I was doing some of everything. Like, I'm joining this. I'm doing that. I'm moving away to this state. I'm going to move to this state. Because, I don't know, like, it's something about that fear. It just made me want to do the exact opposite. Like, you just a bit too scary for me. So, I, I don't, you know, like, I don't want to, I don't want to live life like that. And I think that was something that we always kind of bumped heads on. It would be like, she just, she didn't understand why I would want to, move to Atlanta and go to college and why I wanted to move to California and she she didn't get it it's like but why (laughs) and I had such a hard time explaining that it's not you it's me and again this is something else looking back on it I can't say that I guess she was like the the reasoning behind it you know and I feel like if I would have said it of course I would have hurt her feelings but looking back on it I think she was like the reasoning behind me just wanting to go and explore and just experience something different yeah good thing my mom can't listen to this episode because (laughs) sis would be upset (laughs) and i feel like that's the like the fact that if you would express her like you know mom the fact that you're not willing to do certain things gives me the willingness to do you know what i mean everything i feel like those conversations shouldn't be hard or like dreaded or like you know what I mean or taken personally like I feel like 
my mom is a sensitive ass gangster like <laughs> she would like the stories that she tells me about when she was in these streets and running with these gang members and not that she was a gangbanger but you know neighborhood gang members whatever but for me to tell her that I didn't like how she said something to me and for her to flip out because I hurt her feelings because I didn't like something that she did to me sensitive ass gangster <laughs> like you just popped all that shit slammed the door you just did everything the moment I say well now you looking crazy like uh, my mom used to say she was soft hearted that was her excuse for everything like if something made her cry I'm just soft hearted you get that from me girl no I don't <laughs> no I do not <laughs> you crazy I'm just sensitive it's a difference <laughs> alright Please, ladies. But one thing I will say though is like if your mom is still here and um you know like she's let's just say the relationship isn't the sitcom thing or even if it is, if you have that opportunity to get to know your mom as a woman, do that. I feel like oftentimes we judge our mom so harshly on just motherhood that we confuse that with the women that they are. Like, you don't know mentally, spiritually, and emotionally what's going on with your mom, right? Because you just look at her like, that's my mom. She don't have any problems. Well, she shouldn't. (laughs) And I think that, like, once you get older, and more specifically, well, since I don't have kids, but I can only imagine, like, when you have kids, I think that it, it gives you that space to give your mom more grace. Because now you see, like, this shit is not for the week. So if your mom is still here, talk to her get to know her as a person like really and take your feelings out of it and really just sit down and ask her different questions and you know like just have those try to have those open uh, conversations because when you know like of course after she transitioned that like longing and yearning to have those kind of conversations and to just get to know her as a person it's you know it's just done like you won't be able to do it so I will say if your mom is still here don't be so harsh on her I have learned that, and I try to tell all of y'all that, like, this, don't be so harsh. Yeah, I definitely agree. That's definitely something that's helped me start to heal, like, these quote-unquote issues. Like, just trying to cultivate the relationship that I thought or I think that I want with my mom. So, like, having these open conversations, getting to know her as a person outside of being my mom, like just allowing her to be as open with me as she's willing to be. And then even sometimes pushing her to be more open, open with me than she would like to, to see her to be vulnerable. Because I feel like that's another thing that me and her both struggle with is being vulnerable. Like we're so defensive. Everything gets to us, especially with people who are close to us. And that's one of the things that, I feel like I could help her with and that she can in turn help me with and with us in this new relationship that we're building together. I feel like it's going to, it's going to eventually be that sitcom relationship that I was looking for. I don't know how old I'm going to be when it gets there, but it'll get there. (laughs) I have the utmost faith in it. Because when, (laughs) oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. So when do you think, like when do you think you came to this conclusion that you know what 
I do want a better relationship with my mom. And here's what I'm going to do to ensure that we, you know, like we get to a happy place. Um, It was, it's really probably been the last maybe three years. And it had to do with me kind of therapizing myself, like figuring out like what I felt was an issue for me and how I could do better and I realized that a lot of this started stemmed from where her and I relationship had been was currently and where it was going to go if nothing changed you know Mm -hmm. so in the midst of that whole transition for me it was like okay maybe some of the things that I'm doing for myself could I could show her how to do for herself which will in turn help us be better with each other so like um, probably the end of 2020, we started doing like gratitude and affirmations every morning. We, you know what I mean? would talk almost every day for like hours or for long periods of time and just like random conversations, not nothing necessarily um, specific, but just getting us to actually have that dialogue because prior to this, I can go weeks without talking to my mom and that shit was crazy to me. <laughs> like, you ain't talked to your mom all month. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> now man. I talk to her so much, my husband be like, you on your phone with your mama again? Yeah. Like, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. It, it's, I don't know. Like, I think that for me, the the moment I realized that I wanted a better relationship was when I went away to college um I just I knew that I didn't want to be so far away from home and still angry and still upset and I'm a firm believer in you can't heal in the same space that broke you so sometimes like space and distance it is necessary and again I think that when I moved I was able to again stop judging my mom for her being a mom and just get to know her as a woman and as a person and more specifically like literally exactly one year before she passed um, we would have like open conversations and uh, she would share different things and she would just randomly text me at three four o'clock in the morning like hey girl it's like bro it's three (laughs) o'clock what are you doing (laughs) up but those are some of the just the conversations that I cherish the most and I can even say I started at least like that one year mark before she passed like I started to see so many changes within her so she would say something mean or like in my opinion hurtful and then she would say you know what I'm sorry baby I didn't mean it like that and I'd say damn that's not my mama (laughs) you gotta be a stranger you apologize oh my god (laughs) so I don't know it's it's definitely a bittersweet situation but I am happy that you and your mom are at a good place and just like you said continuing to grow into that relationship that I feel like both of y'all deserve and I think it's really beneficial because with you having two girls and even with you know like you having Brayden I think that it's just going to be so amazing for them to witness and see it you know yeah I definitely agree. And I'm so glad you brought up like the space aspect of it because I didn't even realize until you said it 
that that definitely helped a lot. Like once we were no longer in each other's household or in each other's immediate presence, things changed dramatically each time. Like, so I, I definitely feel like at some point, two women can't stay in the same <laughs> household <laughs> together. But no, circling back to your point, I am, first off, let me say thank you. And I appreciate that because it's definitely what I want for my girls. I want them to see that relationship because I want to be their best friend. Like <laughs> most people be like, uh-uh, you should be your kid's friend. I want them to know that I'm there for them as their mother and to guide them and to teach them to be, you know what I mean, beautiful, smart, and self-sufficient young women. But I also want them to know, like, that I'm their best friend, their first best friend, you know, outside Mm -hmm. of, outside of each other, because you should see how close they are already. And they only (laughs) one and two. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm excited to take all the changes and everything that I'm learning from my current relationship with my mom and things that we've been through in the past and our the way our future is being shaped going forward and to use those things to parent and guide my my girls. And that is beautiful. Just the legacy of women, more specifically like just the legacy of, of Black women healing and growing and having that support system. I know, you know, we love to say fuck people and all of that. (laughs) That's cool. But having that support and being able to go to your mom, like you said, if there's a problem, if there's an issue, even if you just want to randomly gossip and shoot the shit, like when that is taken away from you, that's an entirely different level of just what the fuck, (laughs) you know? So, again, I'm so happy that y'all are just loving on each other. And every time we talk, you say, oh, yeah, my mom is coming down. Or, oh, my mom came down. I'd be so fucking happy. Like, damn, she is. What y'all going to do? <laughs> Man, what y'all, where y'all going? <laughs> I just be so happy. And one thing about China's mom, China's mom is so nice. And her food always tastes good because <laughs> y'all know when I was living in California, I didn't have any family out there. So Thanksgiving was a dud. China's mom made sure I had food. Um, she makes some good ass pound cakes, y'all. And then they have a little nice icing or something on top. But I don't even remember if it had icing, but it was busting. Okay? <laughs> it was busting. Or if she's out and she saw something, she'll tell China and then I can get in on whatever she saw. Like, I can honestly say that your mom is a really, really nice person. And I know it's different because it's not my mama. You know how your friends love your mom, mm. but it, when it's your mom, you like, she okay. <laughs> but, but your mom is really nice though like you know she's really cool and I I think she she just seemed like so down to earth like I'll never forget the first time I met your mom we were in the car and y'all were dropping me off at um, back at home and you like cursed and your mama didn't trip I said damn I like her mama like she didn't say nothing crazy (laughs) (laughs) I like this shit Ooh, I'm gonna do this with my mama. Let me call her and say something. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate that. But it took us a while to get there, girl. I'd be like, how come you could cuss in front of your mama, but I can't cuss in front of you? <laughs> <laughs> but no, but I do want to circle back and say this before we move on with this episode that I'm grateful that you and your mom got to the place that you guys got to before she transition because 
I know like the hurt that would have been on your heart if you guys didn't even make the progress that you guys made. And I try not to comment on it, but I don't want to leave the episode without comment on it because but you're not gonna cry because we not gonna cry. So not I'm a gang baby. But <laughs> oh, let me not say that. <laughs> I am not. <laughs> but I'm just, you know, I'm grateful because, you know, the talks we used to have prior to her going through what she went through to the talks that we have while she was going through it to like the, the, the last year of it, I could definitely see the transition and the shift in you guys' relationship. And it was needed on both of your ends to feel somewhat at peace with what, with the transition. So I agree, girl. I truly do appreciate that because I would have been falling out like a Tyler Perry movie and you know, this was holding her head, so I'm cool. <laughs> you are hilarious. For <laughs> because you know somebody y'all, and this ain't nothing towards Tyler Perry. I fuck with Tyler Perry, but you know somebody always falling out. So girl, been one of those. Wig. <laughs> <laughs> Woo-hoo. It definitely would have been one of those. But let's move on before I do start crying into our uh, next segment of the show so let's see who's gonna go first since we're being honest you want me to go first or you gonna go first no let me go first okay since we've been honest can i just say that i really hate when people just do dumbass shit or like lack of courtesy shit like for when you're driving for example if we trying to make the light speed your ass up like you think you're the only one that want to make this light or like for example just common courtesy stuff it really irks me and I need to do better at how much it irks me because my husband pointed it out the other day he's like you really that bad I'm like I'm not mad I'm just pointing it out he was like you sound mad I'm like I'm not (laughs) I can't even think of the scenario but just like common courtesy is like lost in this this world and it's really a pain in my ass since I'm being honest no I agree 100% that ties into my sense I'm being honest um there's this girl here in Houston she bakes like cookies and stuff and uh she's on Instagram and like the shit just looks like I'm gonna gain 10 pounds but I don't care like I really just have to try the cookies so I reached out to her like, hey, you know, I wanted to place an order X, Y, and Z. And she was so fucking nice. The customer service was A1. And I was like, damn, this is great customer service, right? <laughs> and then I had to talk to somebody else about another thing that I wanted to order. And they were so dry and so fucking rude. And just like, yeah, no, oh, okay. <laughs> Babe, you're not talking to your homie. Like, like, you're talking to a potential customer. And that's when I realized that I really don't like bad customer service. Mm, I do not. Because I am not rude to people, unless I have to be. But I am not rude to people. I'm not, I don't need to get loud with you or nothing. Again, unless I have to be. But it's like, by you putting that energy out there, now I don't even want to place an order. And I understand people have bad days. I get that. But I'm good. (laughs) But that's what the whole 24 to 48 hour response time is for, for you to have your bad day. Because I'm giving you my money, so you feel me? But no, I feel you on that one. I hate that too. (laughs) 
So what are you doing this week to bloom, Chris? So if all goes well, I'll be in New Orleans this weekend hey, from now. Friday to Sunday. Yes. Super duper excited. Um, yeah, I'm trying to get everything together now, but if all goes well, this will be in New Orleans and that's on my a list of places to go for the year. So, bam. So all will go well, and we will be hearing about New Orleans in the coming yeah. episodes. Okay, trying to come on with it. Okay, trying to you gotta put exactly what you need into the universe so it can get right. you right back. But anyway, right. you're right. I can't be saying if it is going well. Okay, it has went well. It's it's well already. That's it, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> For me, um, baby's gonna take these locks out, and already, girl, my head is itching. I'm about to take these locks out and give me a good little deep condition, and yeah, and then do something else to this this hair of mine. Probably redye it, you know, since this mm-hmm. I'm about this copper life. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be fire. Okay. (laughs) Show how old I really am on the inside. No, this is about to be fire. (laughs) (laughs) On the inside though, for real. All right. Six on the inside, but whatever. Anything else you wanna leave the people with? I feel like you already dropped what you should leave. (laughs) Oh yeah, I'm done. I don't have anything. And I'm just gonna second what you already said because I feel like it's very important so get to know your mothers as individuals and not as your mothers so you guys can cultivate the relationship that y'all deserve and that's it and just like that we're done thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Black Girls in Bloom podcast Uh, please feel free to follow us on Instagram at Black Girls in Bloom pod uh, you know, of course, we're always looking for ways to interact with you guys. And, you know, again, thank you so much for listening and have an amazing week. Bye, babes. Bye.